0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Doing great, thanks. How's the weather? Your way?
1: It is beautiful. It is... What's the temperature? It's 79, so it's warming up.
0: Nice. nice. Yeah.
1: Nice and sunny. Yep. Got all my, my house plants. We're all by La <laughs> la
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Kurt, with me as always, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find it over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: Great. How are you?
0: Doing great thanks. Went to the good. hospital the other day, and uh, they were like, You're pretty good. You're-, you're all right. I'm like, Awesome. Yay. But it was That's still okay. like one of those things where I was in the hospital for like eight hours. And I think you just realize, like doing any, being anywhere for eight hours, you're just like, "We're gonna do something else. Can I, can I like go grab a snack? Can I go grab I lunch don't or really something?" Want to hang out the
1: hospital. Yeah. yeah,
0: kind of wears a little thin after a while. But
1: yeah, you try to avoid the hospital
0: at all costs. Yeah, but as long as you get to go. Yeah. Uh, how's the weather you work? By the way. Oh, thank it's you.
1: it's 73, so it is the weather that we live for. How about the, you?
0: It's uh sunny for the most part, like there's a little bit of cloud in the sky, but um it's not too bad. Right now it's around eleven degrees Celsius, fifty two Fahrenheit, so this that's is also bad. kind of the weather we live for, which is like anywhere I honestly anything in between ten degrees and fifteen degrees Celsius or I don't know what that would be in Fahrenheit, but anything in that range is yeah. like good stuff.
1: Fifty to sixty.
0: Yeah. That's that's usually what I like. So Mhm
1: well good you live in a perfect climate for it then
0: yeah exactly but then if i go to a place like florida i'm like this place is like an oven this is like way too hot or texas yeah texas people too. tell me
1: they can't breathe when they get here yeah if you're from up north
0: it's the humidity i think it just hits you like mm-hmm. a brick wall
1: yeah and right now we're pretty low humidity but it's still probably pretty high for other people Mm-hmm. because people from up north start going back home like april like usually, like after Easter and Passover, they start going home. Yeah, uh, because that's when it starts getting hot. By May, we'll have our summer. Right, when it gets super hot. And
0: that's when you want to come up here where it's ten degrees. Right, that's <laughs> so where you need it? a house. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's where you need a house of north.
0: There you go. Uh, we're here to talk about Gil- Gilmore Girls, but uh, uh, you know that show. I hope so. We're like six seasons in now. Uh. <laughs> In particular, we're talking about uh, Season 6, Episode 6, Welcome to the Dollhouse, very Dollhouse-centric episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking off-air about how this whole Rory-Lorelai kind of split apart is just dragging on way too long, and watching these episodes, I'm just like, get it over with.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also painful because i think we can all relate to a family member or a friend that we used to be close with that things are just not how they used to be yeah um so i think that that i think that's part of it too is that it gets more into you know it's getting a little crazier with the farcical stuff yeah but we can all relate to that feeling of being really disconnected from somebody that we love
0: Mm-hmm. for sure um it
1: probably makes it a little more painful to watch too
0: yeah Um, so yeah, uh, this episode, uh, kind of, I think like a lot of this is Richard, particularly Richard, less so Emily kind of come to terms with the realization that, um, what happened, what Lorelai told him about the Huntsburgers was correct. Um, yeah, uh, Logan, uh, you know, is hanging out with Rory and uh logan mistakenly thinks that richard's asking the two of them if they want to marry or if they're planning to get married um which... did
1: he say that because he was kind of like uh no that's not what i said that's
0: yeah I said
1: to Emily. but it it sounded like it was intimated at least
0: i i mean i it seems like the show is trying to infer that he didn't mean it but i definitely kind of thought that he was implying that maybe he meant it as like a joke Kind of like that time that he went up to Logan and was like, oh, we're going to print it in the newspapers and all that. Like, Maybe he meant it like that, like it was a joke. Maybe he didn't mean it, it seriously. He
1: seemed, seemed very serious. Yeah. But then again, you know, we'll find out later in the next episode that they are just on a different page Yes. Rory about her relationship.
0: Yes. Uh, in almost like a comical fashion, uh, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in the next episode. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, and then also to Lorelai, uh, for once supports Taylor's idea, which is to change all the names the Star House Hollow uh, streets to their historical names. But uh, that kind of backfires on her it's, and the dragonfly. Right. Uh, was it, it was like
1: boil kind of and plague or something? Yeah,
0: something like that. Like boils and pus or something like
1: that like it's right yeah Pus and boils or something yeah.
0: yeah it's just a very disgusting name and Taylor's being Taylor's like well you know that's where people went to get their boils popped or something and I'm like oh my gosh um and she tries to get the name changed to something else but you know it, it just isn't going well there's like one of the names is like the same name across town and then there's another one that's like I don't know like 20, like characters Twenty characters long, long or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. I think two. Yeah. Like this isn't a really eventful episode. I mean, you also get Richard kind of facing the fact that he kind of forced Rory to drop out of yeah or at least facilitated it because I don't think he forced her to, but he definitely sort of was like he enabled it yeah um and that's kind of where the episode ends is richard kind of showing up to lorelei's house wanting to talk things over which which is funny because i think that would have played better if you were watching the show week to weeks it's like oh are they going to talk it out but like then you get right. to like the next episode of lorelei's like not <laughs> she's like nope well right. you, guys, Can you you imagine guys...
1: waiting that whole time
0: yeah it's just funny now in this in the age of streaming because i this has happened a few right. times in the show but i'm just like Oh, and then the next episode boots up, and and Laurel is like, "Oh no, like I, I don't like you guys can figure it out." I'm like, "Okay," right. but um,
1: I kind of picture people back then like with their popcorn just going ah after waiting
0: <laughs> yeah. a week, throwing their popcorn you know, in like, there, over the internet, hmm? throwing their popcorn in there. They're like, Let's "Yeah, go, yeah, we, we can figure this out." It's like, no, right? Um, yeah, I try to remember. Did they ever solve what their the road was going to be called
1: She went back to using um third i think or i i want to say that yeah they did but then part of me goes no because she they were going to work something out and then he says something really sexist to her and she's like so we're back to being called blah blah blah
0: yeah okay so they just went back to their original name
1: i think so yeah
0: okay I couldn't remember. Like it was just it was probably like a blink and you miss it moment in the show, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it kinda amounted to a big ball of nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you could just see even more like just Taylor's evil side. I just I really don't like that character. We can mm-hmm. talk about that when we talk about the second part.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Uh this episode was written by uh, Keith Eisner, who... Let's see if he's done some other episodes. Um, he does another episode... Uh, let's see... Later the season. This episode 17, he oh. also wrote. And this episode was directed by Jackson Douglas, who plays Jackson, so...
1: Oh, really? Oh, no wonder he wasn't in the episode.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that whenever he directs the episodes, he's not in them, but... Uh, he's... Done. This is his second episode that he directed. He also did huh. did the episode to live and let diorama, so, bit of mm-hmm. a bit of a behind the scenes there as well. So,
1: huh. I wonder if he went on to direct other shows too.
0: I'm not too sure. Sorry. I don't think he was like a. I don't think he was ever a big actor or director. Like he kind of just seemed like the kind of person who was happy just doing his thing. But let's take a look mm-hmm. here and see. Um. Okay. Director. He only directed six things. Uh and one of them was Gilmore Girls. And then the other was Buntheads, mm-hmm. which was um no, the next Sheridan, you know? Amy Sherman Paladino show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so okay, so he did do some stuff and then he did a movie called For Christ's sake and a live comedy show. So not a lot, but and probably arguably Gilmore Girls was probably the biggest thing he did so um, big, I
1: don't know if people remember but this is this was really big at the time
0: oh yeah I mean I think it's hard for people to r- realize now but like back when I was younger like the show was what like people would watch on Friday nights it was uh, it was a big deal so
1: was that Friday night
0: wow. maybe it was I can't remember I want to say Friday night but if I'm wrong don't don't hunt me down please Be gentle. Um, Who is your favorite and least favorite performance in this episode?
1: My most favorite was Lorelai. I just thought she did really well with the material she was given. Um, Yeah. yeah, They're pulling that storyline out. It's like they ran out of stuff, so they're just going to keep going with the storyline. But I think Mm -hmm. she nailed it well. Uh, Michelle... I put for worse because he lost his accent in parts. And I think that, <laughs> I think there's something that happens to the brain that when you are doing, like when you're, when you're having an emotion or like a strong emotion, um, whether it's in real life or acting, I think it's easier to lose your accent. Um, yeah. That you're putting on. So, um, or you revert back to your original accent. And I think that's what happened with him is like, he's, you know, he's being like passionate about talking about something, but you could see like his, his, um, the what i would call like your um majority canadian or american accent came through because he's yeah he's from quebec i think but he's fluent in both languages so he has no accent in either language yeah so if you see him speaking english he doesn't have a french accent when he speaks english so i saw him kind of he was slipping back and forth a little bit but that's Mm got to be hard to keep up because we also don't know how many takes they did
0: yeah true uh and it's uh It's also, too, like, I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe the directors or the showrunners or whatever were just like, just do a French accent, and he probably just decided to do that, and then maybe, like, Mm. you know, I think for a lot of these actors, they didn't know how long they were going to be on the show because when you're on a show like that, they don't always promise you that you're going to be on six, seven seasons or whatever. They just kind of play it by ear. So maybe he didn't think much of it, but maybe down the road, I imagine he's probably like, should I just stuck with an easier accent?
1: <laughs> right. He probably did the pilot. And then it was like, oh, now we're now we're stuck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. How about you? Oh man. Favorite? I did actually like Richard quite a bit in this episode. Um mm-hmm. I, I think a lot was riding on like his kind of conflict on what was going on. And I think he really sold it yeah. well. It doesn't hurt that he's yeah. a great actor, even just otherwise, mm-hmm. but this episode really kind of gave him a lot to work with, I thought, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really had a chance to shine.
0: Um, Worst, I'm going to say Rory. Oh, my gosh. Her just. Oh, uh, yeah. The way she's been talking in these last few episodes, just it's so much more exaggerated and kind of silly, goofy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not Rory. Mm-hmm. Like, was this the episode where she gets the Birkin bag?
1: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and like just her reaction getting the bag was just i don't know i just it was like this is at least i tell
1: you about the birkin bag though (laughs) sorry wait till till we get the references and i tell you a little bit about the birkin bag all (laughs) right i'm
0: (laughs) I'm ready for it um but yeah i don't know i think just Rory becomes a little more insufferable as we get closer to the end of the show um i don't know i think like rory's past being like the cute little girl in stars hollow and now she's just Mm -hmm. this mildly insufferable girl that lives in her parents pool house and i'm just like
1: maybe that's just a transition like you have with when you go from playing a teenager to playing somebody in their 20s um is that just a natural thing that you become a little insufferable I don't know. Because, you know, they have that, like, in soap operas, they call it rapid, um, soap opera, like, rapid aging syndrome or whatever. (laughs) Like, they they bypass people into, like, you know, more adult from being a kid. They, like, do a little teenager, and then they, like, move into the 30s. I wonder if that's for, like, a reason because, um, I don't, you know, it's, you've run a fine line in that age range that she's at between being charming and, overboard i think yeah why don't we fast forward her into being 30 or something
0: well <laughs> yeah that's what we get in the revival so oh hey so
1: and i'm not saying there's anything wrong to 20 age. Group. no <laughs> but, um, to be just i think it's hard to write for that because the 20s are kind of like you're in between time right you're like segueing out of adolescence into adulthood mm-hmm. and it can be
0: Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. I don't know. And I I think, too, like, I I hate to say this because maybe there's some 20-year-olds listening to this, but I think 20-year-olds are supposed to be slightly obnoxious to some degree. At least some of them. I don't know. Like, I think that's the time for people to experiment and try new things and be different people. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. And that can be fine, but other, other times it could just be obnoxious. So...
1: And Rory's doing that, but Rory also has Grandparents who are enabling her yeah. Know, um, that also have money So it makes the whole situation a little bit Amplified,
0: mm-hmm. and Richard
1: is realizing Now how much they've aired
0: Yeah um, but yeah I don't know, like, I, I guess what they Were trying to, like, convey in this Episode was that, like, the Birkenbag Was the status symbol, and Rory just didn't understand It, but I also just, I, I don't know if I took It that deep like, I read online afterwards, people were writing that, like, oh, it's Logan presenting Rory this, like, representation of wealth. And I'm like, I think she just doesn't know what a Birkin bag is. Like, I don't know if I go with as deep in that insight as some right. people, but yeah.
1: And they haven't really gotten into his level of wealth, but we, we saw in the last episode, Shira said to um, Emily, you know, there's your money and then there's our money. Um, yeah. So a Birkin bag. Which we'll just—I'll just cut right to how much they cost. The average price is about thirteen thousand dollars now, and the range goes from ten thousand up to fifty-seven thousand for a crocodile one. Um, they go up about three percent in price each year, so it is a pretty hefty price tag. But for for Logan, it might not be.
0: Yeah, and it's oh, not his money. It's probably a drop in the bucket for him, to be honest. So
1: mm-hmm. right, because we don't really know, but I mean, it's implied that that they are very well off. Yes. So.
0: all right uh who's what was your favorite reference from this episode
1: um there's an interesting one about uh rory's sleeping until like 8 30 or something emily says oh maybe she has young woman's mel- melancholia and i just thought this is a really cool kind of psych reference because there there used to be this thing these things called the four temperaments or humors Mm -hmm. and it had to do with different organs in your body so you had one of four like personality types or issues there's one called melancholia and that means black bile in greek and bile is what's produced in your spleen so until the 18th century melancholia was thought to be due to having too much bile in your spleen and the symptoms were depression like physical complaints like stomach aches headaches uh, sometimes hallucinations and delusions uh, in the 20th century, the melancholia turned into like kind of a synonym for depression. And in the DSM, which is our diagnostic mail, we still use melancholic um, as a way to kind of subtype uh, major mm-hmm. depression. So if you look at major depression or diagnostic mail, there's like melancholic type or melancholic features and so on. So we still use that word, but that melancholia goes back, you know, like several centuries. Mm-hmm. So. And then the, the Birkin bag, so that's named after Jane Birkin. She's a um, singer-actress, still alive. Um, she said to the chairman at Hermes, which is the maker of the bag, um, that she wanted a bigger bag to carry her mom's stuff, like baby bottles. And so he was like, well, hey, how about I give you this bag? And there's room for a baby bottle in it. So okay. There you go. And they're about five figures. And there's also a waiting list for something. Yeah.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: And Hermes is spelled H-E-R-M-E-S, in case you want to look it up
0: there we go uh, my favorite was like I, it was a little bit dark actually uh Lorelai says I'm crash landed in the Andes eat my teammates starved which I'm pretty sure is a uh reference to the your uh Air Force flight 571 which uh basically uh a bunch of r- a rugby team like crashed uh, and they basically, you know, bunch of, uh, bunch of exposure, starvation, uh, and, uh, some of them resort to cannibalism. So I was like, oh, that's a dark reference, Lorelai, but.
1: There's a photo that you can find. Sometimes it kind of makes the rounds on Reddit to some of the news subreddits, mm. or, or um, you can also look it up, but there's a picture of them and I thought it was a soccer team. It was a, it was a military thing, huh? Um, but there's well, a picture of them. Apparently it and was rugby. Okay. Rugby. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So not so, far um, off from yeah.
1: soccer. So so it's not soccer, but of close. Yeah.
0: yeah. So,
1: um, but you can see a picture of them when they get rescued and next to one of the guys is a spine, like somebody's spine. So they, they, um, they waited until the people were dead and then ate them because, you know, they were going to die. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of uh, kind of an interesting reference to use
0: so yeah it was a little wild yeah, i'm like i'm like uh Lorelai. <laughs> that's a pretty dark reference but it really yeah. stood out to me i was like because i kind of know of um that story so um mm-hmm. so i was a little there's a was...
1: movie made out of it wasn't there hmm?
0: maybe maybe
1: was that the alive movie maybe not
0: let's see we can look it up
1: but yeah it's pretty <laughs> chilling to see this photo of this guy's sp- basically sitting next to a spine the spine's on the ground
0: that's crazy yeah but um yeah it's uh oh I think I see it here yeah there's a sp- there's a spine on the ground um yeah. yeah so I was just I was like hey that's like a very extreme reference because like you could just you right. can use any number of references like oh I'm Garfield wanting a lasagna hungry or something but instead she goes right. for this like dark reference and I was like okay
1: yeah, it was a little odd. Yeah. It
0: was, yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, little intrigued by it. I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> that's a choice. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, apparently they are working on a movie for it. I don't know if it ever came out, but
1: oh,
0: Actually, I guess I thought
1: a lie was about it, but that must not be a about. It.
0: Hmm? Apparently, it's called Society in the Snow. Oh. Yeah. Um,
1: What's the release date?
0: Let's see. um Let's see. I don't know if it has a release date, although it is coming to Netflix. So you don't I have think to. I there's a book
1: about it, too.
0: Probably. Okay, well, now I'm more we excited. We all don't I... know
1: what we would do when facing those circumstances.
0: Hmm? Oh, I was just gonna say, um, uh, you know, now they have a movie coming. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to check this out. This is kind of interesting. So,
1: yeah, and just the the um, it's interesting they it call the society in the snow because it talks a little bit about um, uh, what they're kind they had established rules for eating people basically because they knew they had to or else they're gonna die. So they had some some rules as to what the ethics were of that that they worked out amongst each other. So.
0: Apparently, there was a 1993 film called The Alive, which also adapted the story as well, I should say. Hmm. So, that's on Disney+. Plus. So, <laughs> you can go watch that. Oh, it has Ethan Hawke in it. I'm... Oh. There you go.
1: I mean, you them in that photo, and they look starved.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it can't be, you know, healthy for them, obviously, right? So, but. Right. But
1: there was a doctor on Reddit that explained a little bit about um, the process of, you know, what you want to eat and not eat, because he was he was basically like, you know, if you if you if you're ever in this situation, which you know you never know, Um yeah. you know, what's the you know how to do that in a safe way?
0: Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Favorite quote from this episode? Do you have a favorite quote?
1: Uh. That's the lake, sookie If we were there, we would have all drowned. Michelle saying it in his most deadpan. <laughs> you where know, they're looking at where the where the inn is on their map. The yeah. Lake Sucky. We there we would all drown. I just thought that you know I love his delivery of some of his lines because he's just so over it. He's like over it. Any anytime he's outside, well, he's he's over it. When he's inside the inn and talking, but when he's walking around the town and talking, he's always over it. Like he can't get yeah. any more over it. Yes. <laughs>
0: How about you? Um, there was they were talking about the sores and boils. alley and Suki says, "Why can't it be something like ooze and run, or something that doesn't ooze and run? What about bunions? Bunions are okay, right? Sort of onions mixed with buns, sort of appetizing if you don't think about it too much." Ew. Yeah, yeah. That's also Suki in a nutshell, right? So right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay behind the scenes trivia for this episode there's a few different things let's pull it up um the bag that uh Rory received it cost apparently $38,900 mm-hmm.
1: so it's one of the more expensive ones sometimes yes. it's based on the colors and the materials
0: um yeah so that's an expensive bag and as a guy I'm like mm-hmm. oh um this episode uh is the same episode title of a show called pretty little liars which actually uses the same stage in hollywood film so oh really a little coincidence there
1: oh they also use the correct packaging for the bag too that's hermes packaging
0: perfect do you think they actually bought it for alexis padel like just they were like here you go you get to keep it adam and sweet Right?
1: Yeah, and I wonder if Hermes I mean, Hermes probably doesn't need to advertise on Gilmore Girls but I wonder if there was like some kind of promotional fee, but you know, Hermes doesn't need to do that.
0: Probably Um, not, no.
1: But I think it just shows, you the level of money he has and also um, yeah that they still are on like different planes Mm. Logan and
0: Rory Yeah Alright uh mental health observations for this episode you...
1: so we get emily gaslighting yes in its purest form so they go into the pool house which yeah one can argue is their pool house but also she says she did it on purpose because emily or rory wasn't there and they look through the pool house they don't really find anything and she tells richard that it was his idea to search the pool house and richard doesn't just kind of like seems to go along with it I mean, I think he yeah. says something like, no, it wasn't my idea. She goes, oh, no, yeah, it was your idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's like the purest form of gasoline is telling somebody something that they didn't say or didn't do. Yeah. Um, and also mailing things to you and or saying that they're getting rid of something important to you is a way that narcissists try to get back in contact with you. Because mm-hmm. if you're not taking their calls or if you aren't, uh, like if you block them, you block their emails, or socials, everything, they'll start mailing stuff to you so they do exactly what emily did which not to usually to that extent because they don't have that much stuff but um but they don't just tell you i'd like to reconnect or i'm sorry because they don't apologize uh because mm. they don't think they did anything wrong, which we've talked about narcissists before so it's a way to reconnect with you and also punish you at the same time because they think you're the one in the room and nothing will change their mind
0: yeah
1: so that's a very common thing Also, Taylor has some predatory behavior that it seems like he's... It seems like he goes after Loreline. I'm not sure what that whole storyline is about. There's some thing that he's... So you got some narcissistic stuff coming from him, too, and antisocial um, or it's sociopathic kind of tendencies. Um, I don't understand why Loreline just doesn't get an attorney uh, because it seems like his behavior borders on harassment. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's played for laughs, but his behavior, if you exclude somebody's business off a map of the city you're using for tourist promotions i mean she really probably should consult an attorney Mm -hmm. um i am not an attorney but i sure would tell a client that to me i consult with one uh because the way he's behaving is really it's getting more and more outrageous um and emily can't get a new intercom system why is she calling this guy out Mm -hmm. you know that there it was intimated that he might be dead or passed out or something i'm like why she's got money why can't she just get a new intercom system but you know it's kind of like one of those things like it also reminds me of narcissists where they will you know it's their way or the highway so they will do something even if it makes no logical sense to other people but they are so set that this is the right way to do stuff and no one can convince them otherwise and when that thing that they do doesn't work out and they find a way to blame somebody else so if the guy didn't work out or he or he passed out or died when he was there yeah, you know, she probably would have said to richard well you're the one that wanted him to come out to the house you know so that's kind of what they pull so whoever wrote this episode may know narcissus pretty well
0: yeah i think so or at least like probably new, like i don't know if back then it was as prevalent as is now it's like sort of a term that people know like i think nowadays people know narcissists and gaslighting a lot more than they ever would have but gaslighting, the...
1: yeah yeah that's yeah. that's newer it's been around since the term's been around since you know the 1930s 1940s when the the play and movie came out and it started being used in the 50s but it really didn't take off as a word that was used in general vocabulary until like 2016. yeah uh, 2015 2016 so um so that's when it really took off um but it's been around a long long time the term narcissism has been around forever uh, but i think people are talking about it more and noticing more of that type of behavior especially covert narcissists which are the quiet narcissists the one that are really hard to catch yeah I'm trying to think of an example of who i don't know if i can't think of a, a covert narcissist offhand in the show but i'll let you know if i come up with one Perfect. They, they're the ones that say like, well, you know, I've done all this great work and nobody appreciates me, and you know, they play the victim. They're not actually a victim, but but they'll say like, nobody understands me, and the, all their exes are terrible. They don't take any responsibility for relationships ending, um, and um, and then they they seem to be like very self-effacing, but eventually they turn and bite you. So that's mm-hmm. a covert narcissist. They're very hard to detect.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's time to rate this episode. What are you thinking for a score?
1: I think I got a like six point five. I've, some of these episodes are—they're starting to get into this kitschy kind of um, goofy realm that I just—I'm not into. Um, right. So yeah, I think the shows—you can tell like definitely this season is not as good as some of the other ones. So.
0: Yeah. What do you think? you said six and a half right yeah that's actually what i had written <laughs> oh, okay we're spot on this week
1: yeah yeah i wonder when not... the last time we played,
0: but... I this it's been a while um yeah yeah this is not a good episode but it's also it's not like completely unwatchable it's just not
1: terrible yeah. very
0: bland yeah like
1: it's just I, there
0: I feel like with this whole Rory and Lorelei stuff, it's just kind of burning in circles or contracting the tires, so to speak. So, I don't know. So, it's mm-hmm. not the most exciting. But
1: I mean, it's kind of like oatmeal, like plain oatmeal. It's it's filling, but it doesn't really... It's not satisfying. ...too much for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, hey, if you like plain oatmeal and that's your thing, that's totally cool.
0: Hey, no disrespect to oatmeal. But no
1: disrespect to the plain oatmeal. So i going to get in
0: trouble with that career. No. I don't want to mess with the oatmeal crowd. They, they're they a furious bunch. So. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, Steph is over at Stephanie'sarcus.com. Guest lighting is her book. Kentucky Brains is her other podcast. And I'm over at threengreennerves.com where almost every other day we've got new content going out. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.